Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of New York Giant Football Talk. This is episode four, and this time we'll be talking about the season schedule for the New York Giants. So I know it's about like a, a week later until the schedule will release right now, but uh, I really wanted to dive into some nice stretches that we have during the season and also, you know, our home opener that we love, but sadly it isn't against the Eagles. So starting off first, you know, home against the Broncos. 425, you know, I love this game because it's an afternoon game. And the thing is, the NFL plays this out really strategically. They put the Packers game at 425 and, or, you know, a 4 o'clock game. And they put the Giants-Broncos at a 4 o'clock game. So the thing is, the odds for Aaron Rodgers to go to another team, the for leading team is the Packers. Sorry, the Broncos. So if he were to go to the Broncos, then that would mean that, in that case, he goes to a team which has that, you know, that afternoon highlight game. But if he stays in the Packers, he also has that, you know, afternoon primetime game. This is perfectly planned out by the NFL, and this way they get maximum views. And they're both broadcasted on Fox, which means that Fox doesn't have to change their channels. You know, the NFL just has to change broadcasting, or Fox doesn't have to change channels uh, in order to broadcast Aaron Rodgers' game, either on his new team or his first game back staying on his old team, which will be full of some really good memories, I think. Uh, so one more thing is, uh, second week, you know, Thursday night at Washington, I, this is a little bit tough, you know, we're coming off of a short week, we're playing a really good defense in the Broncos defense, and we play another really good defense in Washington's defense, and we're away in prime time after a short week, I think it's a really hard stretch for the Giants to perform in, but the thing is, it's really nice, because then we get a long week right after, and then we go on to week three, and we're going to play the, uh, Atlanta Falcons at, Sorry, yeah, Atlanta Falcons at home. So that's a nice win, in my opinion. Right after that, we have the Saints away, and then the Cowboys away. You know, that's luckily not too far of a trip, but then we do have back-to-back home games. There's the Rams and Panthers right after that. So just looking at that stretch right there, Falcons at home, I think that's a nice win for us. You know, really weak defense, a game for DJ to come off some really strong defenses and play some weaker competition, really show out possibly, especially in front of the home crowd. And then you play the Saints defense, which is no joke at all. You know, they're an exceptional defense, but, you know, with no quarterback, sometimes the whole team takes a hit. You know, we kind of saw that in the Giants in 2016-17, transition to 2017-18, where Eli, you saw he regressed a little bit. But not only that, when Odell got out, the defense just plummeted all of a sudden. The coaching staff didn't change. Ben McAdoo didn't have his benching Eli situation just yet. But yet the defense plummeted. And I think that has to do with the team's success and how their morale is. So considering, considering that, the Saints could go either way. But, you know, Sean Payton... Previously served on the Giants staff before. I think it was around 2000. He was the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. He's a great coach. He knows how to plan with any quarterback given. And he has a complete preseason and a full offseason to work with Jameis slash Taysom Hill. Then move on to the uh, next away game. You know, playing at the Dome is no easy task, too. That's another thing. Um, but we play another away game at Dallas. You know, not our toughest trip because, you know, we've made that trip so many times. But definitely something to look out for. You know, it's so weird because we play two top defenses, play a trash defense. Then we play another good defense. Then we play a trash defense. But at this point, who knows? The Cowboys could stabilize and become one of the average defenses in the league. Considering Micah Parsons is there. Considering uh, they're, you know, fully healthy now. And they got Keon O'Neal, uh, Ricardo Allen, DeMonte Casey, a new defensive coordinator. 
And I don't think Dan Quinn is someone you should doubt. You know, I understand that he was the 31st passing defense in the league last year, and the Giants could take advantage of that considering John Rush, Telvin Benjamin, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, Travis Rudolph, Evan Ingram, uh, KG, um, John Ross, I was about to call him JR, but yeah, JR, uh, TNT, I like to call Kadarius Tony that, because he can blow up anything, he can blow up on any play. And you also got Shep and Slayton. It's a really nice game for us. And then we go back again, playing an exceptional defense in the Rams the very next week. We're playing at home, which is really nice for us because we're coming off a really tough game versus the Saints and the Cowboys. Play the Rams and Panthers at home. I think the Panthers are going to be an average defense. While on the other hand, the Rams are going to be a solid defense. But here comes the toughest stretch of our schedule, in my opinion. Okay, so we play away at the Chiefs. I, you know, that's no matter what a loss. We have home against the Raiders, which is really nice for us. And then right after that, we have a bye week, which is nice. But then we go away to Tampa Bay, which is a really tough team. Home at the Eagles, really nice game. Away at the Dolphins, really hard game. Away at the Chargers, really hard game. You know, the thing is, you go from New York to Miami, Miami to L.A., that's no easy task for your team to travel that far. And then we play home at Dallas, which is really nice. And then we have, you know, a winter game against Dallas where they're not used to playing exactly out in the open where, you know, they're playing in a dome and then we get that advantage right there. Play away at Philly. That's not too bad. And then we then we play away at Chicago, which is going to be a tough game in my opinion. I think at the end of the season, that's where the pressure really starts building. And we finish off with home against Washington, which is, you know, the weather isn't no problem for them. I think the only weather advantage we have is against that Dallas team later on uh, December 19th, I think week 14 it is. But, you know, really looking at the schedule, there's that there's that little tough stretch that we have, uh, which is really str- like a really hard stretch in my opinion, because we have away Kansas City, home at the Raiders. Then we have a bye week, which is really nice before we get into the away at the Bucks, And then right after that, we have um, I think we have home versus the Eagles right after the Bucks. Yeah, we have home versus the Eagles. And then we have away Dolphins, away Chargers. That's tough. OK, that's, you know, really hard for a team to you know, travel that much. I wouldn't be surprised if we lost both games. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost the Raiders and Eagles because we're just struggling that much. But we have to take advantage of those because we're at home in those games. Two wins, and let's say we take losses in those other four games. That's two and four right there. So that's a really tough stretch that the team takes. But I still think it's something we can definitely overcome as we head towards the end of the season and finish off home versus the Cowboys away at the Bears, who are not that good. Definitely something that they have to strategize really well, though. You know, this, the schedule is honestly pretty nice to us. Not too much traveling, but at the same time, um, we do have that, like I said, that one stretch in the season where we play those pretty hard teams. So off the top of my memory, uh, if I can restate the schedule, it is uh, home versus the Broncos, uh, away Thursday night football versus the Washington football team. Then we play uh, home versus the Falcons, away at the Saints, away at the Cowboys, and then we have home versus the Rams, um, home versus the Rams, home versus the Panthers, and then we go on the away stretch versus the Saints and the uh, Cowboys, I believe. No, sorry, Saints is before, uh, sorry, it goes Falcons, away Saints, away Cowboys, home versus the Rams, home versus the Panthers, then we have away versus the Chiefs, home versus the Raiders, um, bye week, away at the Buccaneers, home versus the Eagles, away Dolphins, away Chargers, 
And then I believe we have home versus Cowboys. Sorry. Uh, yes, it is home versus Cowboys, home uh, away versus Eagles, away Bears, and home Washington football team. Uh, in my opinion, this team goes 10-7. and seven. Um, You know, it's, it's so hard to say which games are going to be a win and which games are going to be a loss, considering that we don't always know, you know, when the team is going to be performing well. But I definitely think that you can set the standard and say, this is a 10-win team, this is a 5-win team like that for any team. And I think that's something we can do with this Giants team but not necessarily something that we can assure considering that there's so many new players on the team and there's so many different pieces bouncing around. But luckily, we do retain the head coaching staff and we do retain the front office. I believe the Giants have the largest uh, coaching staff in the NFL, so that is something positive that we possess with this team. Uh, We don't have to worry about, you know, a certain positional group getting left out because with this offense now, Freddie Kitchen stepping up, you know, maybe Tevin Ingram will drop less considering that he's gone. We have Calvin Benjamin there. Who can even take over in tight end one position, in my opinion? He's a really solid tight end. He's had 2,000-yard seasons, I believe, or was it one 1,000 and then one 900? He's a premier player. First John Talon, you know, he pr- produced a lot, given a lot of statistics and a lot of, uh, a lot of production over in Florida State. But when he transitions into a bigger role, that's when he struggles, I believe. And that's something that the Giants can work on with him, considering that Travis Rudolph and, sorry, um, what's his name? Kevin Rudolph. Kyle Kyle Rudolph. Considering that Kyle Rudolph and Evan Ingram are at that position as well, he doesn't really have that load on him. If you remember when he was on the Panthers, who else was there? You got Steve Smith. You got Cam Newton. That's an amazing offense. They're producing so much by themselves. They don't really need him. They have a lot of pass catchers. No, that's the same thing. You know, we have an average quarterback this time, but we have really good receivers. So Kelvin Benjamin doesn't nearly necessarily need to be depended upon. He's not that wide receiver one or that tight end one. He's that tight end two, three. He's that wide receiver, you know, three, four in this in these systems that we play. And it's going to be really nice for him to, you know, manage his way into that role. Corey Clement. Um, also coming in recently, he is really nice to have on the team. Uh, kind of like a home run hitting running back, a pass catcher. So those are two players who I really think will help us with the depth on the offense as we go throughout the season. And, you know, injuries happening here and there. I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny Galladay had a little muscle strain or Kadarius Tony, you know, uh, something small happens with him, tweak something, or Shepard, he gets uh, another concussion just like he has in seasons past. But... You know, if one of those things happens, you have a bunch of players who are, um, a bunch of players who are, who are available for your team to utilize in different roles and different mechanisms that we didn't that we didn't use earlier on in the season. Just like we did with, uh, you know, Wayne Train. As soon as Saquon went down, Wayne Train's a little bit more of a power back in my opinion. Um, but you also have Alfred Morris there. And he was exceptional in that Seahawks game. Just the way that we were running the ball. We couldn't run the ball in the first quarter. But the thing that we kept on going back to that, that's just exceptional. And I think that, it, you know, it tends to Joe Judge. And that kind of goes towards his not giving up, punch you in the nose for 60 minutes. We're going to play rough, hard football. That's something that we're going to do. And, you know, of course, he reassured that when he was going back to blasting Doug Peterson for benching Jalen Hurts in a game that was winnable. And, of course, the Giants would have gone to the playoffs. Um, but looking, I know, shouldn't try not to get too off topic here. Looking back at the schedule, it's there's a lot of pros and cons. Cons, you have that little tough stretch, but you know, 
I think a good pro in that con itself is that you play the Raiders and Eagles, who are not too tough of matchups, and then you have a bye week in there as well. That's really helpful for your team. You know, getting those a nice few good games in there so you're not playing the Dolphins, Chargers, Bucks, Chiefs right back to back to back to back. And those are all away games too. You know, those are really hard games. But next year, luckily, we'll have another home game. You know, next year could suit out amazingly for the Giants. We're going to have, you know, these 20, 19, you know, 2020, 2021 prospects develop into even bigger roles and, you know, take on bigger roles. And they're going to become better players overall, getting used to the system. And then as that's happening, we have two first-round picks this year. Who knows? What if we trade Daniel Jones, two first-round picks, and a second for Russell Wilson? You know, Russell Wilson's been rumored to us for, I think, three years now, being 2021 now. Um, I think that's definitely something that's a realistic possibility. I'm not going to lie, especially considering Russell Wilson's not happy in Seattle right now. Let's say he gets one more bad season. He's like, guys, I'm done. I want to go to the Giants. You got Kadarius Toney. You got Kenny Galladay. You got Sterling Shepard. You got Darius Slayton. You got Kyle Rudolph. You got Evan Ingram. That's considering that Dante Pettis, um, Dante Pettis, John Ross, Kelvin Benjamin, all done on their contracts. And you have Saquon Barkley in the backfield. Like, what are you going to ask more for? And you have the fourth pick, fourth overall pick at your left tackle position, who could develop into a really nice role. So that's something you got there, too. So many positives to look at for next season for the Giants to really, uh, really look forward to, and especially considering the NFC has the extra home game next year, and the AFC didn't get that this The AFC got that this year, but, you know, it's going to be alternating in the 17-game seasons. Um, towards the beginning of the season, I think it's a little bit of easier competition, which is really nice, honestly, for a team that's just starting to mesh and a lot of new players. Um, that's really nice for the team to build some chemistry and go on a really long stretch of successful games where they can just keep on pounding and pounding and pounding, get on a nice streak. Let's say they go five and two. You know, you get that to that tough stretch where I mentioned you go two and four. That puts you at seven and six in the NFC East. Who knows? That could be a playoff position. You could finish the season, uh, what, seven and six, 13 games. You got four games left. You finish two and two, you're nine and eight. Who knows? That could get you a wild card position, especially with the seven seed uh, available in the NFL now. And also considering that the uh, also considering that the NFC least is as weak as, as it is currently. So that's just breaking down the current schedule and how – it looks for the New York Giants this coming season. Uh, I definitely think it's a lot more pros and cons. Something nice for the Giants to work off of. But, you know, we go from really strong defenses to really big defenses uh, up and down. And Steve Spagnolo, it's going to be really nice seeing him again. You know, man, I, I really loved him as a coach, a defensive coordinator when he was here with the Giants. You know, as you may know, he won two Super Bowls with us the two years we were there. And the two other times we had Bill Parcells. So that just comes to show how great of coaches they are. But... You know, just the head coaching position didn't work out for him, so there might be a little bit of bitter taste there, and he might right, go after Daniel Jones, knowing how great he is, knowing how poorly he holds the ball in seasons past. But anyways, uh, this has been episode uh, four, I believe, of New York Giants football talk, uh, the season review, and soon we're going to go over the off-season review and specifically how what's attributed to the. Uh, this, the coming success of the New York Giants. Thank you.